It's evening, and once the dinner plates have all gotten cleared from the table, a 10-year-old boy sits down at the kitchen counter and opens up his father's laptop. It's a scene that's played out hundreds of times before this, and with this ritual, the 10-year-old has only one goal in mind, to use his dad's computer to play Minecraft. If you don't know what Minecraft is, A, that's amazing, and B, allow me to explain. It's a virtual world-building game, and this 10-year-old boy, like many, many 10-year-old boys, is a true Minecraft savant. The world he's built is vast, full of sprawling towers, roller coasters, and spaceships. It's a world he spent hours and hours creating, and it's almost perfect, except for one small thing. A thing that he's now found on a website promising to fix. And all he has to do is download a special Minecraft add-on, and his world will be complete. He clicks the download button, and then a pop-up window appears. Your computer has a virus, the pop-up says. The 10-year-old is terrified. What has he done? His eyes well up with tears, and he goes to tell his father the bad news. That moment wasn't from a movie or a TV show. The 10-year-old in that story was actually my son, and that computer was my computer. And it turned out that thankfully he hadn't actually downloaded anything, but just ended up on some sort of evilish website that scared the pants off of him with an empty thread of malware. And it did scare him, but not enough to stop him from trying to download more Minecraft add-ons. Because they're super cool. I mean, you can make your Minecraft characters look like your favorite Star Wars characters, or the Avengers, or, or even Game of Thrones. And add-ons like these aren't unique to Minecraft either. Many video games have them. But they do seem dangerous. Could my son have actually inadvertently downloaded something that would have made my computer toast? We're about to find out. Welcome to Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee. This computer is on the job around the clock. In case of attack. Their principal target is you. The design is complete, but will it work? Shake hands with danger. I'm Jeff Siskin, and I'm joined, as always, with our cybersecurity expert, Bruce, Bruce Big Money Snell. How are you, sir? Good. How are you, Jeff? Excellent. And am I the only person who uses the nickname Big Money for you? I think I can categorically say yes to that. that one. <laughs> Very good. And I, and I just made that up in my own head, so I probably... <laughs> will not make a habit of calling you that. I will promptly forget it. On this episode, we're looking at video games. Mm -hmm. Tim Martin, who's been on the show to hack a few things before, yep. in a couple of minutes, is going to hack my computer via my son's version of Minecraft that is on my computer that he plays almost nightly at this point. Right. He is going to, I think, show me that maybe downloading all of these juicy things you can do to make Minecraft even cooler or other video games mm -hmm. is maybe less cool if you're not careful about it. Right. And as we were prepping this episode, I'm not a big video gamer. Are you a big uh -huh. video gamer? I play quite a number of video games. Okay, what's, and what's your game? Oh, right now you put me on the spot. Um... <laughs> I didn't mean to get too personal. If that... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's hard to nail down because I've actually been, been playing this game called Valkyria Chronicles, which is this weird RPG that's set in an alternative timeline of like World War I. Wow. And and is it less nerdy than it sounds? Um, it's actually more. It's more nerdy <laughs> okay, than fantastic, it sounds. Fantastic. Fantastic. I don't know if the games you play, you know, have this ability to 
have, I guess as my son corrected me, are, are I kept calling them skins or add-ons, but I guess they're mods. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like if, if this, as I was looking into this, I was introduced to this world through Minecraft, but Grand Theft Auto has it. Uh, uh-huh. Fortnite has it. I spent a lot of time playing uh, Skyrim and okay. Fallout 4, which are both games that have a really big modding community. And it, and it's interesting because they kind of expand the life of the game over, you know, over years. I think Skyrim was out, goodness, I want to say like five, six years ago, something like that. And people are still playing it rapidly today because of all the mods that get added on, add new features, things like that. It's it's kind of interesting. And it's pretty amazing. I feel uh, super old uh, in this world. Like one, because I, I sit down, certainly when I play with my son on, you know, a video game console, I can't understand the buttons. It, you know, I'm, I'm the Atari joystick generation. Sure. Where, where there's one button and a joystick and I can figure that out. <laughs> but, but also the fact that Back in my day, Bruce, <laughs> Pac-Man was Pac-Man. Like right. there were, there were, there. It, the game was what was on that cartridge. Yep. It wasn't connected to the internet. There was no updates. Right. But the fact that we're in a world where people that aren't even the video game publisher mm-hmm. can publish modifications to the game that can enhance your gameplay, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. No, it is. And um, you know, one of the, one of my favorite ones from Skyrim was they actually replaced the the dragons in the game, which are, you know, big, scary, behemoth-type dragons, okay. with uh, with Thomas the Train. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can get behind that. <laughs> so there's a couple ways I guess you could look at these. Uh-huh. Is, you know, one is they expand the game and make them cooler. And, the, and I also know that there are mods out there that help you cheat uh, mm-hmm. the game and, and, you know, give you more powers, give you unlimited stuff. There was an academic that we came across while we were researching this, Mia Consalvo. She is a professor of communication studies at Concordia University, which is important to nobody but me, is my alma mater. So uh, congratulations. Uh, in go, Montreal. Go fighting Concords. Right? Go fighting Concords. I think they were the it was some kind of bee. I don't know what. <laughs> of course. The, the Concordia buzzers. I don't know what they were. <laughs> but that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is Professor Conslavo did a tire research study on video game cheating. And Bruce, uh-huh. if you had to guess of one specific, mm, I want to say type of human mm-hmm. or uh, the, what would you say, what would the gender of the majority of people that cheat on video games be? I'm, I'm, I may get hate mail for this, but I'm going to target the teenage boys. Well, and, and I think the low hanging fruit answer to this would be men would be more likely or boys yeah. would be more likely to cheat. You'd be shocked or maybe not so shocked because I'm leading you along a path here. But you'd be <laughs> shocked to find out that what Professor Consolvo found was that A, females cheated, but B, is that they cheated in an entirely different way than men and totally surprising to her. Our story producer, Pedro Mendez, spoke with Professor Consolvo and I want to play that for you now. All right, I'm interested. I'm Mia Consalvo, and I'm the Canada Research Chair in Game Studies and Design, and I'm a professor of communication studies at Concordia University. Mia has been studying and writing about video game culture for almost 20 years, including a lot of work on hacking and cheating in video games. When I was originally doing research on cheating, I would look at what the industry was saying and how they were uh, figuring out, you know, like who is cheating. I would say it was mostly the case especially if you talked about hacks and bots, that they said it was mostly young men um, and some older men as well. And so Mia started to develop a gendered explanation for video game cheaters, that they were mostly guys because, well, it's a male thing. Until she dug deeper and found an online game called Wyville. 
Wyville was launched in 1999 as an educational site for kids. But this wasn't a simple math or science game. This was revolutionary. You created an avatar that you could completely personalize with unique facial features and clothes. You'd travel to various worlds, and you'd meet new people. Lots of new people. You see, Wyville is what's called an MMO, a massive multiplayer online game. And it was also one of the first educational virtual worlds. Now, I mean, just to be clear, it was built 20 years ago, so we're not talking Fortnite. Wyville is very 2D with really basic graphics. You're just a head and shoulders floating around simple backgrounds. But where Wyville falls down on graphics, it excels in experience. It even has its own economy with currency that you can earn to buy in-game stuff. And as Mia found out more about Wyville, it turned her thinking about cheating in video games upside down. I was talking to some of the developers about it, and they said that for one reason or another, the, the primary demographic was mostly girls now who played the game. And so I said, wow, so you probably don't have any problems with cheating at all. And they said, oh no, they cheat all the time. Okay, the fact that there is cheating in Wyville is actually kind of baked in. You see, people who play Wyville are called Wyvillains. I mean, Wyvillains. Come on. Nominative determinism, right? Anyway, jokes aside, the Wyville developers told Mia that some of the cheating was pretty innocent, like creating guides and walkthroughs to help people get through some games and levels faster and easier. But they also engaged in uh, social engineering, where, for example, you know, you're trying to sell things that you've collected, and there are marketplaces to do that. You know, you set prices and based on scarcity and value and that kind of thing. The girls would stage these conversations in public places about um, what something was worth. Basically fake a conversation like, wow, have you heard that the canola oil is like super scarce now and I can't believe it. And like I bought some at this price and that's like really cheap. And basically they were colluding to just set the prices really high for unwitting other people to purchase. That is some super clever gaming of the system. But it begs the question, is it just a case of numbers that explains why Mia didn't find as many female cheaters outside of Wyville? That there just weren't enough females in relation to males? When you're kind of the minority in a space, whether via your gender or race, ethnicity, or some other matter, or you even perceive yourself to be, you generally don't do things to try and stand out, to draw extra attention to yourself. And it's only when there's sort of a a comfortable amount of people like you that you may feel more willing to engage in certain behaviors. So it seems from what Mia has discovered that while male cheaters are focused on code and hacking, females veer towards social engineering. But even though that's the case with Wyville, this is just one game. It's probably not going to answer the question of nature versus nurture. I would say it's definitely not the case that, you know, it's just guys, uh, men or boys, who who can cheat. And that, you know, girls and women can as well, given, you know, the right opportunities. There may be some proclivities one way or another, but those are heavily contextual and historical and, you know, are going to shift and change over time. Just to say that, you know, I don't think that there are any essential differences in how the genders approach cheating. That was Pedro Mendez in conversation with Mia Consalvo. I don't know why I would be surprised, uh, but I kind of love the fact that these young women were cheating using uh, social engineering. No, it's good. All right, Bruce, it's the moment of truth. Uh-huh. Uh, Tim Martin, who is a hacker who's been on this show a couple times before. Yep. 
is going to teach me some stuffs. And he is going to, allegedly, he's prepared some kind of a special Minecraft mod of some kind that mm-hmm. uh, because uh, I'm a glutton for punishment and uh, I work on the show, I'm going to download to my personal computer oh. that uh, not only do I use for all of my work-related <laughs> stuff, but my son uses uh, to play Minecraft on. Excellent. So, so this very special episode of uh, A Hackable <laughs> might not be just my profession that's at Jeopardy, but my entire son's happiness. Anyway, wish me luck. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Tim Martin, welcome back to Hackable. Oh, thanks for bringing me back. I guess I'm doing a good <laughs> job of breaking stuff. I guess, I guess so. Uh, I've managed to fix the stuff you broke in the past. And uh, I guess for some uh, reason, maybe I'm a glutton for punishment, I'm ready for you to break more of my stuff. (laughs) All right, so it's my 10-year-old particularly who obsessively plays Minecraft, and he obsessively, you know, either wants to or just does, without my knowing about it, download skins. He's a huge fan of the BBC TV series Doctor Who. And so he's constantly downloading Doctor Who skins. It's the same with Marvel superheroes. He wants Marvel superhero skins. like, And they all make Minecraft look really, really cool. I just don't know because they're being downloaded from what look like non-official sites. And so you today are going to show me what these skins can actually be in a malicious way. And we should just, what like what a Minecraft skin, I guess, is, because I didn't know what it was, is basically you could make your, you have sort of a main character in Minecraft, which my understanding is Steve. And so you can make Steve look differently. Yeah, exactly. It makes you look cool. You get you like a special outfit. That's, that's the big thing in games nowadays is, is you looking unique, right? Instead okay. of just the, the base model. So if you were to, you know, download these, you'd install it on your computer. Um, depending everything goes good, there's no problem. You load into the game, no problem if everything's fine. However, with the way the file gets imported into Minecraft to be kind of displayed to you as your as your character's you know new yep. outfit it has to be read first by the program okay. when the file is accessed by the game your computer runs the code that's in there and the worst ones were um they basically uh deleted your hard drive and you're gonna not know what to do and you'll be like mom and dad are gonna be mad at me all right tim so I have my laptop open. It's worth noting that we are not doing this in person, that we are probably about 500 miles away from each other right now. I have my laptop open, and I am uh, going to open up Minecraft, which is, technically it's on my computer, so I guess it technically is my account, but it is my my 10-year-old's Minecraft world. He spends a lot of time building stuff, so I'm hoping we don't screw up (laughs) his world too much, or at least... If we do, I hope you'll help me uh, fix it at the end. Yeah, no problem. We'll, we'll try okay. to keep it intact there. We don't need any uh, any drama from the Siskin household on this. Excellent. He's got some really cool stuff, and he, he shows it to me, and it's awesome. Oh, this it's amazing. Like, this kid amazing is like what a, you can do. Yeah, if, if one could make money off Minecraft uh, architecture, he would be, like, very, very wealthy. All right, so, what, so what's up? So I have, I have Minecraft open. Okay, cool. So I'm going to send you uh, this custom skin that I made for you, a nice fancy Jeff skin. Okay, very nice. And so this is something, like, if I... If I just Google like Minecraft skins and I go to one of these, you know, sort of official, but maybe not totally official looking websites, this would be an example of one of those skins I could find there. Right, exactly. You know, there's a lot of them out there, a lot of very like popular Minecraft fan forums that have people making skins who are not like official Minecraft employees. They're just very good at making cool looking stuff, essentially, right? There's a lot of that on the internet. So this is equivalent to just downloading one at random. Okay, so I, I have your email. You have emailed me this attachment, and yep. I am going to open it. Is that the 
Yeah, so <laughs> if you want to just save does. that uh, somewhere where you know, and then uh, okay. we'll go through the, the nitty-gritty of okay. uh, just, loading it into the game. Okay, I will put it on... I'll just put it on my desktop. And do I open it? All right, yeah. So now you want to go to the, the actual Minecraft.net website. Okay. And once you're logged in there with your personal account or your son's account, you can click on the menu button in the top right. Okay, hold on. Uh, okay. And then once you're there, you should see on the right-hand side again a little profile option that you can click on. Okay, and this is just, like, I guess when I signed up for Minecraft, I just created a Minecraft account, which I don't remember right, doing, yeah. but I'm sure I Every, did. Yeah, everybody okay. has one. Okay, so I'm, I'm yep, I'm there. Yeah, so once you're logged in there, you'll be able to see now, it says player model, and then there's a yep. button for skin, and it says browse. Okay, so you know, you, and it's, it's worth, so what I, I'm, I'm looking at now is is the Steve character, who's kind of the main character of Minecraft. Who, yeah, the default uh, guy. The default, and, and I always, uh, my son doesn't like this, but I'm always uh, making fun of him because he's, uh, I find Steve, he's super ugly. <laughs> it's just his very ugly character in the universe. Okay, but now we're going to change that. Okay, so Yeah, we're going to make Steve very handsome, so we're going to click okay, that so browse I, button there. So I go to browse, yep. And then we're going to go look for that file you just downloaded there. Okay, so I, uh, just, uh, okay, so I found it. All right, you're going to click open. Okay. Yeah. You're going to notice now, oh, look, it's changed. It's no longer Steve. It's very handsome Ooh. Jeff Siskin skin. <laughs> okay, this is, it's very, it's very, you've, you've made me in like a, a, a lovely tuxedo, uh, which is not what I'm wearing now, but but I, I wish, <laughs> it's what I aspire to. So now, so now at this point, I would download this skin. It's just the skin on my character and, and I would become tuxedo man. Right, yeah. So you just hit okay. save there. All right, so I'm saving that. And then am I good? Can I play Minecraft now? Yeah, you can go ahead and launch the game. Should be able okay. to walk around with your skin. Okay, this is gonna be okay. My son's gonna lose his. This is gonna be exciting. So I'm, I'm okay because he'll, he'll love it if I tell him that this is me as Tuxedo Man. Yeah, I'm just that much cooler. Okay, let me launch. Uh, launch Minecraft. Am I running? <laughs> okay, so uh, a window has just popped up before I can launch Minecraft that tells me that I have maxed out my internet usage for a lifetime. So Ooh, that's, no more, that's unfortunate. How no gonna... more no more internet usage for me, considering my gig currently is hosting a cybersecurity podcast. That is that is very unfortunate. So I guess first of all, I'm guessing I'm guessing this is you. Oh, if it's ho- not me, you better if brush up that resume. Uh, I'm hoping this isn't <laughs> true. Um so that's just a symptom of, of what can happen if you click through. Okay, so Tim, is this is this it? Like, is this, is it sort of just like... Well, let's go, let's go play Minecraft a little bit and see what happens. Okay, so I can just get rid of this pop-up window. Oh, look, and I, I do have my tuxedo. So you did, you did at least, I, there was some satisfaction. There you so go, So yeah. I'm going to try not to ruin my son's world, but I can walk around. You know what I like most of all is just dig holes. I don't know why I think it's the mining part of it. I have, <laughs> I have a strong work ethic. So, so really, go, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just here to, to mine. So is this, what, what's, I have a feeling though, you're not just uh, interested in my tour. Of, uh, of my son's Minecraft world. Well, you know, I, I'm always a fan of taking a look around. You, you, <laughs> okay. Let me let me know if you notice anything that seems out of place. Well, it does feel, it feels uh, sluggish a little bit. It's a little bit more laggy than it normally is, I think. And I don't play a ton of Minecraft. Let me just, I wonder, is it Minecraft? What if I open up like Word or something? Hold on. Let me try that. Uh, which is also taking a long time to open up. So s- there's something going on. I'm gonna guess. Yeah, uh, yeah a little that's bit. You should notice. Should notice your computer is pretty slow. Slow. Uh, the fan yeah. is actually running a lot. 
is it? Is it? And is it actually? If I put my hand underneath, it's kind of hot. So let's uh, let's take a look at your resources. Something's going on. Something's going on. Yeah. Something's going not, on. Something fishy. Not all harmless here. What have you, what have you done? What have you done, hacker Tim? All right. So let's. Uh, if you want to launch. Uh, your, uh, your task manager there, you can hit Control-Shift-Escape, pop that up real quick. Okay. Uh, and you'll be able to see the resource utilization of your different processes on your computer. You should be able to sort by the CPU. Okay. Tell me, what is your what are your top CPU processes right now? <laughs> so, uh, um, something is taking up, <laughs> something is taking up uh, 99% of my um, computing power, and uh, I'm guessing this is you, or I've, at some point, uh, decided to download a program called... Jeff is stupid. <laughs> which is just which is tying up uh, all of my or most of my computer's resource power. What's the deal? So not only was your uh, little pop-up part of that little skin thing there, I also had it download a program quietly in the background that you allowed it to do while clicking all through those yes buttons because you wanted to get your skin. Yeah. And that program just went down your background. And this one, mostly harmless just did a bunch of the same math equation over and over again as fast as possible to waste all your CPU power. <laughs> I think oh it's trying to count to infinity. It'll get there soon, don't worry. <laughs> like um, I'll, I'll, I'll stand by. So you you put up an insulting pop-up window. Now you installed an insulting program. This feels like, th- you know, these are still pranks, kind of, like because this is just you being a jerk, quite frankly. <laughs> and I mean that with the most respect. With the most respect. The most yeah, respect I, I for, your, for your craft. If you were malicious if i was malicious so that program could um if i wanted to be focused on your resources like with an untargeted attack like this to hit anybody i could be farming bitcoins now using your computer um you know to make myself some money on the side or if i wanted to i could be installing a keylogger now at this point the same permissions are required to install basically any program regardless of what it's doing so i could now have you know a keylogger of waiting to see if you log into your bank account maybe i'll make myself a nice donation to uh, the charity of tim this is really interesting tim and this really does feel like I have one computer and I use it for work. And I also, I travel with it. And my kids use it. My kid plays Minecraft on it. And so I am always worried about this computer being susceptible to things like this. And you've really shown me that it is possible. So now can I, can I, A, can I clean this up so that my computer, uh, Jeff is stupid, stops running and taking yeah, up all you, my things? You can, you can click that and hit end task. It should, oh, really? it should stop. Okay, yeah. so hold on, end task. Oh, the fan on my computer is, okay, this is good. Now it's nice and quiet. You didn't realize how loud it was before. This may sound goofy, but is there any way, can I can I keep the Tuxedo Man or do I have to wipe that out? Oh no, we can keep the Tuxedo Man. Really? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, we can go in. I'll, get, I'll give you the clean Tuxedo Man. Oh, that would be amazing. And I think my son, I think he would like it. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go play Minecraft with my son and try and impress him with a Tuxedo Man. Tim, thank you so much. I, uh, I totally appreciate this. Yeah, well, no problem, Jeff. Have a nice day, man. Hey, Charlie. What? We are going to play Minecraft, and I have something super cool to Wait, show you. You're actually playing Minecraft with me? Yeah, and I have something super Can cool. Can we do, to... like, multiplayer? I don't even know what that means, but this well, is going to be cool. Okay, so we're, okay, you ready for this? I'm going to hit play, and you're going to see something amazing. Okay. So what actually is it? I might have had a little bit of a wardrobe change. You got a new skin? My friend Tim the Hacker loaded something on and it was kind of um, bad because it could do nasty things with my computer but the good news is he let me keep it well here we go joining world okay so can you look at my guy 
How do you get a look at my guy? Okay. I'm about to do it. Three. Okay, you ready for two, this? This is going to blow your mind. One. That's just Tuxedo Steve. Are you are you not super impressed that I got the Minecraft guy to wear a tuxedo? You can already do that on PS4 without like downloading anything. That's not cool. It it is pretty cool that you got it on PC. <laughs> Thanks, Chara. I appreciate that. All right, let's play. So where where are we going? I don't know. What do you want to do? I know. Let's dig a hole. Dig a hole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess we're gonna dig a hole. All right, let's do it. Okay, I'm back with Bruce Snell, cybersecurity expert. We first started on this episode when my 10-year-old downloaded something. He downloaded a, a mod to Minecraft. And uh-huh. at that point, we got a, a pop-up window saying your computer is infected. When I think that particular one, it was just a malicious website. So it was right. actually, it was just the threat. But Tim showed me very, very quickly that it could be a lot worse than that. Mm-hmm. So I know that my son, a massive Star Wars fan, a massive uh-huh. Doctor Who fan, he likes sci-fi of all things and would like nothing better than to have these video games inside of his Minecraft world. Sure, of course. I just don't know whether that's safe. And certainly after this demo, I would say no. Right. But I'm wondering, it, like, if, if you have a computer and you have a kid that plays on that computer and that kid wants to download stuff, short of just saying, get that off my computer and, <laughs> and, and don't download the stuff, what, what can one do? At the core, what happened to you uh, with this mod is basically the same sort of process where people get their Facebook account hacked or, or compromised or they get their computer infected with viruses. It's just, it's just all of this is taking place in the version of a mod, right? And in, yeah. in relation to a video game. When I, so <laughs> I'm going to sound super old, but when I first started playing video <laughs> games with, with mods, it was kind of a bit of a wild west where you would just go and, and look for, you know, any sort of site, you know, people would host these, um, host mods on GeoCity pages. But luckily over the past, uh, past while, probably past decade, there've been a number of, I don't want to say clearinghouse, but kind of a, a consolidation point for mods. But there's, you know, for example, there's a site called CurseForge, okay. which is kind of a place where you can look for mods for any pretty, you know, pretty much any game, okay. right? And they will, they'll have ratings on the mods. So if you get, if you pick one up from a random corner of the internet, yeah, absolutely. It's something that you need to be wary of. But this is definitely one of those where there are clear cut areas where you can go and find mods that are. You know, I, w- I won't say blessed, but at least, you know, enough uh, other people have downloaded them that they're probably safe. Well, that's good to know. And for, for with, with my kids, we basically have a rule in the house where if they want to download a mod, then I basically look into it for them first, right? Um, so I, I do the research. So I, I think it's a good idea to to have that sort of policy in your house, if you have kids that are, you know, of the age where they're going to be downloading mods for Minecraft or whatever, definitely make it so that, you know, you're more involved and that they're not just downloading willy-nilly. So let me just make sure I have this right. If you're going to download mods or your kids are going to download mods, do it from a reputable mod clearinghouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. The other thing you could do is if your kids want to download mods, a good policy to have in place is you should be involved as the parent. Right. Don't just Don't just let the kid download parent needs to just make sure it's not just from, you know, Dave's house of sketchy mods. <laughs> right. From a reputable, a reputable place. Uh, and if the mod looks fishy, if it looks like an executable, 
probably don't do it. Right. Right. Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. Excellent, Bruce. Now, Bruce, I don't even know that you even know what's coming next, but we have an important thing that we need to do. Uh, for those who are regular listeners of the show, know that we have a hackable hotline, mm-hmm. a uh, toll-free number where people can call in, talk to us about the show, ask you questions. And in fact, we've had a, a great question. Uh, a listener named Ethan called in for our newly minted, I'm going to just name it right now, it's our Ask Bruce segment. <laughs> uh, so I want to hear, let's hear from Ethan and his question on the hackable hotline. Please leave a message after the tone. Hi, this is Ethan. My question is related to Wi-Fi enabled devices, specifically as more and more items are Wi-Fi enabled. If they are never set up, are they still vulnerable to the sort of intrusions that you describe on your most recent podcast? All right, Bruce. What uh, what's your answer? Yeah. So so Ethan, good question. Thank you for uh, for calling in with that one. Yeah, it's interesting. The answer for this one, which is unfortunately a lot of the answers sometimes, is it depends, right? There are some devices will actually ship, and even if you don't turn on the Wi-Fi or the the connectivity, they still will be enabled. And some devices actually have it set up so that they're, they set up their own little Wi-Fi network for you to connect to via an app or something like that uh, for management and control of the device. So some of these basically start off with their own network open up, and it's going to be some dumb password like 123 or you know password or something like that. And even though you haven't enabled it consciously, they're they're already set up and they're already basically listening for somebody to connect in and send them commands. So is it dangerous to you and to your, your network? Uh, maybe not. I think the big risk would be that your device itself would get hacked. Um, but again, that would be a real kind of a targeted attack, like somebody sitting outside your house in their car with a laptop and a you know a, a wireless transmitter, which as has happened on this show, but which doesn't happen on the show, but probably in in the in the in the real world, right? Uh, outside of podcasting, where where this isn't your job is to get hacked. You're 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 saying you're probably it's a minimal risk. You're probably yeah, it's probably a minimal risk. It's it's a very targeted, very specific attack that most people don't have to worry about unless you are connected with this show in some way. Okay, perfect. So that's great. So thank you, Ethan. And if anyone else out there has questions for uh, Bruce uh, Smarty Pants Snell, uh, or just comments about the show, or suggestions for hacks, or maybe you want to do a hack on the show, the toll free number is one eight five five four. That's the number four hackable. Again, that's one eight five five four hackable. And once again, this has been Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee. If you want to find out more info about uh, video game hacking or anything we've talked about on the show, the website is hackablepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, Bruce. All right. Thank you. Thank you.